Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. This week, I want us to continue our series on The Struggle is Real. And this week, we're going to talk about struggling to cope with loss. This one that we're talking about this week is perhaps one of the most difficult struggles of life. I want to share my personal struggle in this area, and I want to leave you with some hope at the end. So be sure to keep listening, especially for some Bible verses that we're going to cover at the end of this episode that I think will help you if you find yourself in this valley, if you will, of struggling to cope with loss. My personal story when it comes to loss, in February of 2017, I lost my grandfather. Uh, His name was Don Green, and uh, February 25th of 2017, he passed away. This was a few months before I would graduate from the Memphis School of Preaching, and one of the things that really saddened me was that he had told me that he was going to come hear me preach when I graduated. Well, I wish that I would have convinced him to come hear hear me preach before uh, that. I visited him in the hospital as he was dying, and uh, I brought him a Bible, and I wrote in the front cover of that Bible uh, several different verses that I hoped he would take a look at regarding uh, the church and the plan of salvation. And I said, I really hope that you'll you'll take this Bible and you'll read uh, these notes that I've got for you. And I even took the trouble to highlight all those different verses uh, in the Bible that I gave him. And I uh, put uh, page numbers for where those verses could be found in uh, the front cover. So anyways, I I gave him that and had prayer with him. And then my plan was to go and return to the hospital that next morning and talk to him about uh, his salvation and if he had gotten a chance to read the Bible I got him and all of that. Well, when I returned, uh, he was no longer conscious. Uh, I waited too late, and I ended up preaching his funeral uh, a few days after that. That greatly saddened me, as you can imagine. Uh, As far as I know, he had never obeyed the gospel. Um, He he certainly didn't attend worship, and uh, his wife, his his uh, his wife, my grandmother, she was a Christian, but much of her life uh, unfaithful. So, uh, long story short, that was a pretty tough loss, and really my first major experience with loss um, in my life, and I think I could be categorized as perhaps a late bloomer in that regard. I was 27, or almost 27 years old uh, when I lost my grandfather. A lot of people uh, experience loss a a lot earlier in life than that. Uh, Fast forward uh, to... Uh, my uncle, uh, well, before I mention my uncle, I do want to mention this, uh, kind of a light moment here is this is a very deep, um, and difficult thing to discuss this week, but, uh, kind of a lighthearted moment for a moment. When, uh, all that took place and I was getting ready to go through my last few months at preaching school, I really got, uh, down for a while and I couldn't stop thinking about death and different things like that, uh, my own mortality, and certainly we need to think about our own mortality, but I couldn't shake 
the thought of it. And it had me down and a little bit discouraged. Here I am trying to finish up preaching school and uh, have suffered this loss. And I can't stop thinking about uh, other family members and, and, you know, what if I lose them? And, and ultimately my time's coming to an end. And thankfully I have hope as a Christian. And so that got me through that. But anyways, the lighthearted part is this. Uh, another brother in our class in preaching school, he, uh, Brother Justin Bean, uh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but uh, if you are, shout out to you, Justin. But anyways, he made a similar comment in class. I can't remember which instructor he was talking to, but he he basically told the instructor, I've, uh, I've got these feelings of you know morbidity, and I just can't shake these thoughts. I can't stop thinking about it, and I'm really... Uh, kind of depressed over it, something, I'm not, this isn't an exact quote, but something along those lines. Anyways, I, I basically told him, I said, man, I kind of feel the same way. I've been thinking a lot about that as well. So we get to uh, afternoon chapel, and I had the uh, song leading that day. And so I decided that I would sing uh, As the Life of a Flower. <laughs> if you know anything about that song, uh, let me see if I can pull up the lyrics real quick. As the life of a flower lyrics. Uh, it's a beautiful song, um, but... <laughs> oh, it's not going to work. Let's try this link. Here we go. Okay, so here are the lyrics. Uh, as the life of a flower, as a breath or a sigh. So the years that we live as a dream hasten by. True, today we are here, but tomorrow may see just a grave in the veil and a memory of me. <laughs> and then uh, the chorus says, As the life of a flower, as a breath or a sigh, so the years glide away, and alas, we must die. <laughs> anyways, it's a biblical song, and there are verses that speak to that fact. But anyways, uh, I led that song uh, in uh, chapel, and most of the guys I don't think had ever heard that song. And it's very, uh, it's a good song. It's scriptural, but it's kind of cutting. <laughs> and uh, if you're dealing with the uh, the thoughts that Justin Bean and I were dealing with, then uh, I don't know if that's the song you want to hear at that moment, but uh, he and I both kind of chuckled. He said, uh, I appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, just kind of a lighthearted moment. We're talking about coping with loss. So uh, my grandfather passed away in February of 2017, just a few months before I graduated. Fast forward to uh, 2019, November 23rd, 2019. I'll never forget it. Uh, we were leaving a visit that we had with my wife's family, and I received a phone call from my sister. Uh, my uncle had not been doing well. Um, he, There were some things in his life that uh, took a toll on his body, and uh, unfortunately he was really not doing well at all. Uh, but anyways... My sister calls me and she says, hey, have you heard about Uncle Kevin? And I, I said no, and she proceeded to tell me that he had passed away in his sleep. He had laid down for a nap, and this is the really sad part. Um, his wife and daughter went to a birthday party, and uh, they came back from her birthday party and found him. So 
just terribly, terribly sad, tragic. Um, so anyways, um, I just kind of said, oh no, and I was really sad to hear that, and uh, she hung up the phone and, and just started to tear up a little bit, and uh, a couple minutes later, my dad calls me, and uh, he could tell that I had been tearing up, and um, he knew something, he knew that I knew, basically, he says, well, he's, he already knows, and he told me to, but, uh, so, anyways, lost my uncle, uh, November 23rd, 2019, we weren't, like, extremely close, but he was kind of one of those playful uncles who we, we had lots of inside jokes, um, toward one another and different things like that, so it was a loss, um, and I ended up preaching his funeral, um, so I preached my grandfather's funeral in 2017, I preached my uncle's funeral uh, in November of 2019, and then we come to my grandmother, and uh, my grandmother's name was Marcia Green, and uh, about six months after the death of my uncle, uh, she passed away, May 12th, 2020. Now, this one hit me pretty hard, uh, because my grandmother and I were very close as she was to all of her grandkids. Um, I was very thankful that I got to spend a lot of time with her, visiting her in her last few years. One of the good things about coming home and preaching for your home congregation was that I got to be her preacher for a few years, and I cherish those moments. Uh, you know, not only was I was I her preacher, but I was also her grandson, and so part of my my job, if you will, I got to go visiting, and so I visited her quite a bit, and I was very thankful for those moments that I had with her in the last few years of her life. Uh, um, just miss her, miss her a lot. Um, she uh, suffered from chronic emphysema, um, and that on top of the grief of losing her son about six months prior to that was just too much for her, her body to handle, and so she passed away in uh, May of 2020. COVID, of course, was going going on during all of that, and uh, it was a difficult year. So I am thankful, though, that she was restored uh, to the Lord, uh, as was my uncle as well, um, shortly before both of, of their their passings. So I'm thankful for that, and I hold out held a, hold out a hope for both of them. Um, but you know, I, I preach her funeral. And that one was that one was pretty tough, and we couldn't even really do it justice uh, because COVID was going on and there was a lot of restrictions. So we ended up gathering uh, around her grave as a family and doing just a, a burial type service, um, not not the traditional funeral service. But anyways, that's my story. Um, and I know that there are people who cope with uh, much more difficult circumstances than that. I can't imagine. Some losses that some have endured, you know, losing a spouse or losing a child, uh, losing parents, different things like that. But in the space of about three years, I did lose my paternal grandfather and an uncle uh, on the same side of the family, and then uh, my paternal grandmother uh, as well. So that side of the family really took uh, back-to-back-to-back losses and it was pretty tough, you know. You think about Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and all of that uh, going forward after you lose 
three three members of the family. It was it was pretty tough, and uh, it's just it's not the same. It's just not. So, to be honest, I was uh, downright depressed for a while after that. Um, if I'm being totally honest, you know, you think about losing members of your family like that, and you know, everybody grieves differently. But I think I assume this is pretty common. You, you kind of struggle to function when you go through losses like that, especially when they're back-to-back, as was the case uh, in ours. And so the grief process is pretty tough then. So the question is, how do you overcome? How do you overcome a situation such as this uh, down and maybe even depressed mindset because you have experienced loss? How do you cope with loss? And the answer to that is uh, you need to go to God's Word. And there's ultimate comfort in God's Word. And so that's what we want to do. We want to go to some of the different verses that uh, comforted me. And if you happen to be struggling with loss yourself, I, I know that they will give you comfort as well. So the first couple of uh, scriptures that I'm going to mention come from the Psalms, one of them being probably the most famous psalm, and at least when it comes to grieving and, and whatnot, and that would be Psalm 23. So I'm going to turn and read that, Psalm 23. I've, I've read this to uh, a lot of folks uh, at various funerals, especially graveside portions of funerals. And what I love about this psalm is that it shows us that our shepherd, Jesus Christ, will be with us uh, during those, those moments. So Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that idea of want means lack. I shall not lack for anything. Uh, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you're a Christian... And this is the Everyday Christian Podcast. If you're a Christian, a faithful Christian, then that psalm applies to you. And so that's point number one, verse, you know, scripture reference number one, Psalm 23. Remember that the Lord is your shepherd. If you happen to not be a Christian and you're listening to this, if you've never obeyed the gospel, uh, go back and listen to our episodes uh, last season with Tagalima Asine and dealing with the plan of salvation. I think we did six or seven episodes uh, just dealing with the plan of salvation. If you're unsure, make your calling and election sure. Um, make sure that you're a Christian because that is only that's the only place that you're going to have the hope that, that Christians have. So I would encourage you in that regard. The other psalm that I want to mention is Psalm 46. This is my favorite psalm. Brother uh, Drew Suttles does a great job uh, covering this psalm on his podcast, Weathering the Storm. By the way, uh, Weathering the Storm is a great resource if you are uh, going through loss. 
uh, brother uh, Drew Suttles does an excellent job. Several of his seasons, I think, uh, talk about you know weathering the storm of uh, grief and loss and different things like that. So I would encourage you to check out that podcast uh, if you have not done so. Weathering the storm uh, with the Scattered Abroad Network. But this is Psalm 46, and uh, it is my favorite psalm. It has brought me a lot of comfort in various situations, not just dealing with grief, but also in a couple of bad situations in my life uh, wherein my life changed greatly. Uh, my plans changed. Everything that I had worked toward to uh, you know, prepare for my professional life, I thought I was going to uh, be a doctor. That was my plan. And then uh, I ended up leaving medical school, and I was really really down after that. That was one of the lowest periods of my life, Uh, but this psalm brought me uh, a lot of comfort. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. Pause. Pause and reflect. That's what that means. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved, but he uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. So between Psalm 23 and Psalm 46, you can see there's a lot of comfort there uh, if you're going through a period of loss. Another suggestion uh, in God's Word that I have for you would be the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes might be my favorite book in the entire Bible. I'm thinking about, uh, at some point, doing a a verse-by-verse through Ecclesiastes on this podcast, so maybe be on the lookout for that. We'll see. But the thing about Ecclesiastes is that if you read it with the wrong perspective, it might actually make you depressed. So I'll say that again. If you read it with the wrong perspective, it might make you feel depressed because Solomon drudges through that book, if you will, in such a way that he says, and I'm heavily paraphrasing, but he says, you know, I look for happiness in this, couldn't find it. I looked for happiness in that, couldn't find it. I looked for happiness in this, 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 that, and that, and still I could not find happiness. Now, if you're wandering through life in that way right now, and you read Ecclesiastes, you might think, yep, I feel that way. Yeah, I'm depressed. What is the point of life? But you go to the end of the book, and Ecclesiastes 12, it's only 12 chapters. You can read it probably in, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes. But you go to chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, and Solomon tells us, here is the point of life. 
Now here is the whole duty of man. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. The whole duty of man. What is it? Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is man's all. He goes on and he talks about how every work uh, of man is going to be judged uh, on the day of judgment. And so that's the point. Life is utterly pointless apart from living for God. But if you live for God, life is great. Life is wonderful. Even, even in the roller coaster ride of life and the ups and downs, it's still wonderful if you're living for God. If you have that joy in the back of your mind at all times because you know you're a Christian and you're trying to live as best you can faithful to Christ. So study Ecclesiastes. I think it will help you uh, as long as you have the proper perspective as you study it. 2 Corinthians 1, uh, verses 3 and 4, that's another comforting passage. This says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. How many times does comfort or comforted appear in that verse? I see one, two, three, four, five times. And so that is a comforting verse. Again, that's 2 Corinthians 1, verses 3 and 4. We serve the God of all comfort. I've quoted this verse many times uh, in funerals. And what is the goal of a funeral? To uh, honor the one who has departed, to uh, encourage the family, and also to, to give comfort and hope, and to point souls who are grieving to the transient nature of uh, our lives. You know, we talked about that song earlier, As the Life of a Flower. <laughs> and again, it's it's kind of a cutting truth to that song, and it's abrupt, and uh, at last we must die. But that's true. It's totally true. And so we need those reminders, and funerals, uh, serve as reminders of that. And, and a lot of people, you know, their most spiritual time, if you will, the, the most spiritual they ever are, and the most they think about, you know, where they will spend eternity, a lot of times they're thinking the most about that at a funeral. And so you have a, a wonderful opportunity to point people to God's Word and hopefully get them to see the importance of uh, living their lives for Christ. Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verses 3 and 4. This is, of course, prophecy of Jesus Christ, and it says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. This one's huge for me. That verse says that Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, was a man of sorrows, and he's acquainted with grief. You know, you think about the fact that you're grieving. Maybe you're grieving right now. Jesus knows what that feels like. Jesus knows when you can't sleep. When you've watered your your bed with tears. Jesus knows what it feels like to just not feel like eating because you're grieving. Or maybe even the anger that sometimes we feel when we grieve. 
He was a man of sorrows, and he was acquainted with grief. We don't need to miss that, uh, Isaiah 53, verse 3. It goes on and it says, uh, And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. That's our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's hard to wrap our minds around what all that means, but I'm, I do know this. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that he went through what he went through on our behalf. Jesus wept. John 11, verse 35, shortest verse in the Bible, at least in the English, uh, in the King James Version English Bible. Jesus wept. Jesus wept, wept uh, elsewhere, by the way. Uh, Luke 19, verse 41 says that Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, now that killest the prophets. Uh, he, he wanted to protect Jerusalem. He wanted to proclaim the truth to Jerusalem. He wanted good things for Jerusalem, but he knew that Jerusalem was going to end up being destroyed because most of the Jews, unfortunately, would reject Christ. And so Jesus wept about that. Again, he's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And so when we find ourselves grieving then, we're not alone. We're not alone. A couple more verses, and that will be it for this week. I want us to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We mentioned uh, Psalm 23 earlier. Uh, I've been through that passage many times at funerals. And uh, this is another one that I often reference. Pretty much every funeral, I think, uh, that I'm a part of, I, I reference First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. So that reads, uh, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, that is, those who have passed away, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. The atheist has no hope. The atheist has no hope because he believes, as far as he's concerned, he believes that when he passes from this life, he will just cease to exist. Now, we know otherwise. Unless uh, he repents of that thought process and is converted, unless he repents and obeys the gospel, he's going to be in trouble on the day of judgment. He will wish that he would just cease to exist, but he's not going to. He's going to be punished for all of eternity. That's that's the scriptural fact of the matter. But there's no hope for the atheist. But we who believe in God and we who believe in his promises, we know that we do have hope. Now, uh, those of us who have loved ones who have departed, who uh, unfortunately were not Christians, you know, that's a, a very sad thought and one that we don't relish in, one that we don't enjoy thinking about. But the good news is that we're still here. And while we're still here, we can do everything that we can to be faithful Christians so that there will be hope for us. And hopefully there will be hope uh, for our loved ones who are still with us as well as we, we do our best to reach out to them and, and help them be faithful Christians as well. And verse number 14, it says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again... Even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, 
that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always, always be with the Lord. And then verse 18, what does Paul say there? He says, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Again, if we are faithful Christians, whatever struggles we face in this life, we can still have comfort from God, who is the God of all comfort, because we know that ultimately our home will be in heaven. That leads us to our last section of verses that I want to mention for this week, and that's John chapter 14. John chapter 14, beginning in verse number 1, Jesus says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now, by the way, I have a star in my Bible, and I've underlined the word troubled. And if you look at one page back or so, in chapter 13, verse 21, you know what it says? It says, When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit, and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Isn't that interesting? Jesus did not want his followers to be troubled. And yet, Jesus himself was troubled. I think that's pretty fascinating. But anyways, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. What's he talking about? He's talking about heaven. He's he's going there. Uh, Hebrews 1, verses 1 and following tells us that uh, Jesus Christ sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he went to heaven, and he's preparing mansions for us. And Jesus says, hey, you can know the way to get there. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. These are just a few of the Bible passages that have given me a great deal of comfort. Um, There are many, many more, uh, but the point being for this week is that if we're struggling with loss, we need to turn to God. We need to turn to His Word. We need to pray. Uh, We need to read His Word. We need to turn to His saints, uh, our fellow Christians and seek comfort from them, and fellowship with them. And uh, I know that sometimes there is this feeling that uh, grief never totally goes away. You know, you've still got that. you still got that feeling. Um, but in time, prayer and studying God's Word and meditating upon it 
and fellowship with his saints. It does help. It does help a lot. And so if you're struggling currently with loss of a loved one, I just want you to think about these things, think about these scriptures, and hopefully it will help you. Lord willing, next week we will return to the topic of The Struggle is Real with another episode uh, in this episode arc.